Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. All eyes on the city of Minneapolis this morning where... The jury in Derek Chauvin's murder trial is getting ready for its first full day of deliberations. Getting back to business in Connecticut. Essentially end all the remaining business restrictions. I'm Sean Adams in Stanford. They were hoping to get back to school business in New Jersey's second largest city, Jersey City, but now all of a sudden we're hearing the teachers are not available in enough numbers to do that this year. Joe Connolly says more companies are turning to LinkedIn to hire people. We will hear our news radio audio archives for this state's milestones, including the time a U.S. president got attacked by a so-called killer rabbit. And on this 420, we will talk with a weed opponent who did a 180 and now calls herself Weed Mom and wrote a book. This is Tuesday, April 20th. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your day with fewer commercials. It's Wayne Cabot. Good morning. Nice to have you with us. The day is going to be fantastic today with a high into the 70s and the sun is going to shine. Let us start with the story everyone is wondering about this morning. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Legal experts say a verdict could come at any time in Derek Chauvin's murder trial, though deliberations have just begun. CBS's Steve Futterman from Minneapolis. In his argument, Prosecutor Steve Slesher said Derek Chauvin had to know he was squeezing the life out of George Floyd. This wasn't policing. This was murder. A much different view was presented by defense attorney Eric Nelson, who said there was more than what took place on the video. He argued there's a strong possibility that George Floyd's heart condition and drug use were the primary reasons he died. It is nonsense to suggest none of these other factors had any role. To convict, the jury must reach a unanimous verdict. Now, Steve Futterman, CBS News, Minneapolis. Pardon me, Steve. Now, the jury did try for a mistrial last night when the closing arguments were done. The judge rejected the defense request for a mistrial based in part on comments from California Congresswoman Maxine Waters, who said we've got to get more confrontational if Chauvin is not convicted of murder. And now she has since clarified those comments. We'll hear what she had to say in just a couple of minutes. Jury, six white people, six people who are black or multiracial, 3,000 National Guard soldiers, along with police officers and sheriff's deputies and other law enforcement are there in Minneapolis. Concrete barriers are up with chain link fences and barbed wire. Authorities can quickly close off the courthouse. If they have to, if trouble breaks out, it's now become normal to pass convoys of desert tan armored vehicles on highways there or stumble across armed soldiers at intersections in Minneapolis. 
Now, Governor Lamont says the COVID numbers in his state are so good, it's time to open Connecticut pretty much all the way in one month. Only exception is you'll still have to wear your masks indoors. Sean Adams is in Stanford this morning. Sean, good morning. What restrictions are going away? May 1st in Connecticut, bye-bye to outdoor restrictions. So that means bars can serve drinks without food once again. And then by May 19th, business as usual indoors, bars, restaurants, event venues, stadiums, movie theaters, no capacity caps, no social distancing requirements, no curfew. Governor Ned Lamont says COVID cases are in check and people are getting vaccinated. I think these are all ways that uh, we have earned the right to get back to our new normal. And I think you see on May 1st, um, there's going to be a little more outside fun, which I appreciate as long as we're careful. And on May 19th, we're, um, you know, back to our new normal. Masks, though, still will be mandatory indoors for the time being. Wayne? What did the governor say about trusting restaurants to do the right thing? Well, they are trusting. You know, even though official restrictions are being rolled back, there is still an expectation that bars and restaurants will continue to enforce their own safety protocols for the sake of their patrons, but also for the sake of their employees. Uh, It's really in a business's best interest to remain safe because nobody wants to get shut down again due to COVID. Sean, a different story in New Jersey. We're ending the end of the school year, and the state's second largest district still can't get schools open. They're saying there's a teacher shortage. They've had a lot of time to prepare for all this, and here we are in April, and they're having a big problem, a big surprise. Let's go to Jersey City and Marla Diamond. Good morning, Marla. What's going on? Good morning, Wayne. It's been a year of remote learning for Jersey City's 300,000 public school children, and hopes were high for a reopening next week. That plan was scuttled in the 11th hour Sunday evening by the District Superintendent Franklin Walker, who blamed a shortage of teachers and other staff willing to return to the classroom. Over 400 teachers and staff submitted requests to work from home when reopening of schools was announced. In a Facebook post, Mayor Steve Phillip called Walker's decision a failure in leadership and planning. Parents have created a Facebook page, open Jersey City Schools Now, and have planned a demonstration in front of the school district central office on Thursday. Marla, are other cities having a problem like this? Well, not uh, in particular the the largest school district uh, in the state, Newark School District, uh, found a way to uh, reopen on some level, and uh, surrounding districts in Hoboken and North Bergen have also uh, figured out some version of in-person learning, and so has New York City. Just 20% of Jersey City parents had informed the district that they would send their students back, but that created some confusion. Most most parents did not reply to a survey at least left the school district calling individual families to see if they would send their students back. Marla, thank you for the update. Strange days indeed. Joe Connolly is here now with one of the big money stories this morning. Joe, good morning. More companies are hiring using LinkedIn. I guess I should stop ignoring my LinkedIn messages, huh? Yeah, right. Companies say that people are not responding to postings for job openings like in the past, Wayne. They're cautious about changing jobs right now because of health concerns and making a move possibly even without meeting the people they would work with. So companies are using LinkedIn to poach employees from other companies, including managers, often with raises and the right to work from home. Manpower says before the pandemic, about half of all professional job openings were filled by people responding to ads or sending out cold applications, about half. Now they estimate businesses are recruiting 
three out of four of their professional hires. One business owner allows employees to work from home within a certain distance of the office. Now, a lot of grants and loans are still available for businesses to help them get through the reopening period. Sole proprietors, including drivers, can apply now. Operators of performance spaces, theaters, and museums can soon get grants for almost half of their 2019 revenue. And the website is up for the grants for restaurants and bars, and that includes food trucks, caterers, and brew pubs. But they're having problems with getting the websites to actually accept the applications. They hope to be accepting applications by the end of the week, but for now you can get the specifics and the information on the loan programs at sba.gov. Wayne? Joe, thank you. Today has been kind of a goofy, unofficial holiday for many years now, 420, the weed-smoking day, but now it's gotten serious because it's gotten legal. And we will talk to Weed Mom, somebody who changed her mind about whether weed was okay or not and has some key advice for all of us who are wondering. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Now on the WCBS Morning News Roundup, the weather day ahead with the exergen forecast. And here's Chief Meteorologist Craig Allen. Welcome back. We missed you, Craig. Well, we have a little chilly start this morning uh, the, for the region outside the city. A distant suburbs are in the 30s right now, and it is in the mid-40s for the nearby suburbs, but the city is 54, and uh, 75 will be our high this afternoon, 74, 75, just terrific this afternoon. 60s right along the shore tonight, becoming partly cloudy, 50 to 55, 45 to 50 in the suburbs. Wednesday, mostly cloudy, showers developing. Showers could be heavy late tomorrow, and there may even be a gusty thunderstorm. High temperatures tomorrow, 60 to 65, and then there's a brief real chilly uh, shot of cold air coming in for Wednesday night and into Thursday, and then it'll start warming up once again. But a lot of changes will take place after today's beauty. Right now it's 54, humidity 64%. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Live on 880 and on demand at WCBS880.com slash roundup or wherever you get your podcasts. On this 420, a mom who did a 180 from shunning all things cannabis to becoming one of its most vocal fans for the ways it can de-stress and enlighten and heal and make us more present to our partners, even our kids. That was her experience. We all know wine moms who like to celebrate with a glass of wine. Danielle Simone Brand just wrote a book, Weed Mom, which chronicles a cultural shift she sees happening before our eyes. Good morning, Wayne. Thanks for having me. You were opposed to cannabis because your husband had a a problem with it. What changed your mind? Yes. Well, I tell in my book what I call my unusual cannabis love story, and that's that um, before I loved it, I actually misjudged it and, you know, really rejected it um, because my husband did overuse it. And I didn't really have a good understanding of cannabis as medicine. I mean, I think that specifically for mental health. And I just didn't understand those before. Um, and so I you know, became judgy and rejected his usage until really until I was a mother in my late 30s and, um, you know, well established in my life and career. And really cannabis wasn't a part of my life at that point. But I became a freelance writer where um, I began getting some assignments about cannabis legalization in California where we were living. And um, I decided, you know, I need to find out for myself. I'm an experimenter, and I've been writing about this subject that I didn't have a lot of firsthand experience with. So I, 
you know, Googled legal cannabis near me and I went to, and, I, and then I, I got some delivery, um, some cannabis delivery. And I decided just to sit on my yoga mat, take a very low dose and see how it went. And it was, it was a transcendent, really embodied, wonderful experience that I, um, that I, and I realized I'd been missing out on cannabis all these, all these years. So, you know, from there, it was just, I say in my book, a hop, skip and a jump down cannabis lane. And I became a real enthusiast. Yeah, you go through the science of it, which is very intriguing, and the, the medical part of all that. But your, your book is directed at women. It's called Weed Mom. Why, why weed and not wine? What do, you, what, what do you think is better about cannabis as opposed to alcohol? Well, in my personal experience and the experience of so many mothers that I interviewed for my book, cannabis um, is just a natural choice to de-stress um, that doesn't cause this cascade of unwanted effects that, that alcohol does. Um, you know, the headaches and the sugar cravings and the hangovers, damage to you know, your organs, of course, that can happen if you overconsume alcohol, whereas cannabis for me is a very mellow experience. I don't get too high ever. I'm you know, very cautious about my dose. So it's just a, a, you know, a few degrees shift in my experience. And it's, it feels much healthier for me in terms of, you know, being able to function as a partner, as a parent. It helps me sleep well. It helps me engage better with my kids. Um, and alcohol really never did any of that for me. She mentioned the right dose. Her advice on that, now with New York and New Jersey planning dispensaries, we'll have that tomorrow. And right now on the WCBS Morning News Roundup, what are the Yankees going to do? Where are their heads at right now? Here's Erica Herskowitz. Morning, Erica. <laughs> Good morning. That's some transition. Well, if you're looking for a coach to be fired or a player to be blamed, Yankee GM Brian Cashman, Wayne, isn't interested. Cashman told reporters he's not going to overreact, even though the Yankees are off to their worst start since 1997. At 5-10, and 10, the Bombers hope to avoid a sixth straight loss tonight. They open up a short two-game series against the Braves in the Bronx. It'll be Jamison Tyone facing Charlie Morton. Meanwhile, Taiwan Walker gets the ball for the Mets when they take on the Cubs in the first of three at Wrigley Field. Later on, Jake Arrieta counters for Chicago. First pitch, WCBS 880 at 740. Both NBA locals back in action as well. The Knicks gun for a seventh straight win when they tip off against the Hornets at the Garden. And the Nets begin the day, a game behind the Sixers for first in the East. They'll be taking on the Pelicans in New Orleans. Kevin Durant will not play after suffering a bruised left thigh back on Sunday night. James Harden also expected to sit out with a hamstring injury. And on the ice, the Rangers face off against the Islanders in Uniondale while the Devils skate in Pittsburgh. I'm Erica Herskowitz, WCBS 880 Sports. Sponsored by Dell. Dell Tech Advisors focus on you to offer tailored solutions powered by Intel vPro platform to keep your small business ready. Call 877-ASK-DELL. On the Morning News Roundup, I'm Wayne Cabot. Good morning. Here are three things to know. Top story, the jury in the Derek Chauvin trial worked till 9 last night, New York time. They'll get back at it this morning. The judge said the defense might have grounds for appeal if Chauvin's found guilty. After Congresswoman Maxine Waters said that protesters should get more confrontational if that happens. She clarified to say that what she meant was confronting the justice system. Two, Tesla CEO Elon Musk's data logs recovered so far show autopilot was not turned on in the Model S that crashed near Houston, killing both passengers over the weekend. Third thing, the State Department is urging Americans to reconsider any international travel they may have planned. 80% of countries will be classified as level four or do not travel due to risks from the pandemic. We don't know which countries yet. From our news archives, 88 seconds and sound for this date, April 20th. 
For the first time ever, crude oil prices have turned negative. 2020, a strange thing happened as the pandemic sidelined trains, planes, and automobiles. They're down to minus 20 to $40 per barrel as demand evaporates and supplies pile up. Speaking of oil... That oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico is growing. In 2010, a rig exploded in the Gulf of Mexico. This is the worst oil spill in U.S. history. 11 workers would die and 200 million gallons of crude would spill. It took until July before they could stop it. 1999, one of the first and worst school shootings. Dan Rather reporting tonight from Littleton, Colorado. This suburban Denver community in shock and mourning. Columbine High School massacre. Two students team up to kill 13 classmates and then themselves. The two teenagers alleged to have carried out the carnage with bullets and bombs are among the confirmed dead. Aside from being one of the darkest days, it was one of the most whimsical days for Jimmy Carter, the president, on this date in 1979, when fishing alone in a canoe, he got attacked by a rabbit. And he jumped in the water and swam toward my boat. When he got almost there, I, I splashed some water with a, with a paddle, and, and the rabbit turned and went on and, and crawled out on the other side. At the same time, Monty Python and the Holy Grail was just released, featuring a scene with a rabbit killing people. That rabbit's got a vicious street a mile wide. It's a killer. What's he do? Nibble your bum. And so the rabbit that swam toward the president was then known as the Killer Rabbit. And that is how 420 began. No, not really. It's the WCBS Morning News Roundup. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Live on 880 and on demand at WCBS880.com slash roundup or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.